0: the crypto space and that's nifty that's nifty that's nifty your hosts for tonight's podcast are tyler larry and slime sunday damn that's nifty hello hey philip how's it going uh great thanks how are you guys doing well good i think we're just
1: waiting on uh andre is that how you pronounce his name
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think that's uh, the closest <laughs> you-, you can get in English. <laughs> perfect, perfect.
1: <laughs> awesome, man. So we're excited to talk to you guys, man. Unfortunately, uh, Slime Sunday couldn't be with us today. He's caught up with his collab that he's working on, so.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah, I bet he's very busy, so <laughs> I don't Yeah, worry. Yeah, stuff
2: coming from everywhere. I saw um, you have Phil's gas station live on Super Air right now?
0: Yeah, it, it's, it got a bit stuck in terms of bidding, but yeah, uh, fingers crossed, it's going to kind of get some momentum and uh, blow up a little bit.
1: <laughs> it should. you have a reserve on it or it's just hanging out right now?
0: Um, I don't know. I, I was thinking of doing reserve uh, like because I did it for uh, my previous piece that sold and I was kind of like, yeah, maybe I'm going to do it again. But then I was worried that it's just going to kind of block all the kind of like organic bidding you get in the beginning, but then some guy swooped in with 20 ETH bid right away. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, I, I, you know, I probably could have done like a reserve auction, but it, it's cool that it's at least open bidding. So, you know, I can kind of wait around and see.
1: I actually prefer that. The, the reserve price is kind of scary these days because like you said, if you set it at 10 and someone hit it with 20 right, right off the bat, you know, it's like auction starts now
0: yeah yeah i mean the, the, the i don't know with the, with the reserves i think that as you said like the prices are so pumped these days that it's like if you set the reserve below 10 it's kind of like yeah it's better not to have anything so like any reserves. so then people like set it to like 10 15 20 and then it's like whoa <laughs> yeah where are you starting
2: <laughs> i think we talked to fred fuckrender and he said uh he started his reserve at one eth on foundations it just let it ride see where this goes
0: <laughs> yeah i mean uh, that's a really ballsy move but i'm not sure hey guys what's doing? going on
3: how's it going good good
0: drink up what you got
1: there
3: i have a bramble oh nice that? yeah my girlfriend made it for me yeah it's pretty good i'm usually asleep by this hour, so yeah <laughs> needed to i it
2: <laughs> yeah, local time. Where are you guys at right now?
3: Yeah, I think uh, yeah, Philip Phillips in Prague. I represent Czech Republic from London. Nice,
2: awesome. Spread out. I was going to ask because Tyler was the one that uh, I think initiated contact with you guys. How do how do you guys cross paths? How do you know each other? And I guess any prior
3: working relationship.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead, Andre. Like, like uh,
3: me and Philip <laughs> we go way back. Um, mm-hmm. I think it was like 2015, and. Um, I was already working, um, you know, uh, doing CG back in Prague, kind of like beginning my career as a 3D artist. And I, I don't remember how, but I came across his, uh, his Instagram and he had 800 followers back then. And I just messaged him and I was like, dude, you're going to be really big one day. And here we are today.
0: Yeah, I was like, oh, this guy is full of shit. <laughs> <laughs> He you
1: believed in one another it worked
0: out. Yeah, yeah. I mean it's, it's uh because Andre has been uh, like when we met he was just about to leave for like this uh, he, he's, he decided to go on this like working trip across the world and uh, so we didn't really we like chatted in 2015 but never actually met each other even though we lived in the same city in the beginning and yeah it took like what two three years before we ever actually even uh, (laughs) met physically it was kind of funny it's the world we live in now yeah so i'm still i'm still in prague andre is now in london but yeah he did like a fucking round trip around the world
3: (laughs) yeah and we met together in fiji i think for the second time didn't we diving with sharks that was cool
1: wow we were just talking to philip before you got on about uh, phil's gas station on super rare Andre, do yeah. you have anything live
3: right now for, for bidding? I don't actually. No, just stuff on the secondary on NFT gateway. I'm I'm letting the market to cool down for me a little bit because uh, yeah, I, I mean, I, I think that yeah, I just want to wait a bit. Yeah. Putting some new stuff up there. And I'm also working on some on on some new things. I'm just really busy both commercially and on the other uh, NFT uh, NFT things.
2: Well, you do have you do have one thing listed because I was checking out to see if you guys had any stuff that you still owned uh, and haven't sold yet on Super. So, <laughs> what is this self-portrait listed at? You know, I'm just, just read this off one point oh three e plus twenty three dot dot
3: dot. Yeah, <laughs> man, that's just uh, that's just not for sale, you know. That's the first self-portrait I've ever made, and uh, I have just decided to put it on a blockchain, but uh, not to sell it because as far as i know I've, i was one of the first ones to do this and it was actually quite a struggle to get this you know very good 3d scan i had to go to this um big uh, kind of like film facility here in london and i had to pay them to, to 3d scan me and uh, and then i spent like two weeks just polishing and cleaning up the scan and then two next two weeks just doing the hair and, and it's also a very personal piece because I, I have put all the titles the on my face, are actually all the studios I worked at uh, when I was working around the world. So that's just a very personal piece. And I just decided not to sell it. No, at least oh, it been. <laughs> yeah. Come again? I like
1: that idea though. I mean, now that we have the ability to just put anything onto the blockchain, that's a cool concept to just, I'm going to put this out there. It's not for sale, but I want it to last forever.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So if you want to
2: buy it, you can spend $17 trillion on it. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. I guess we kind of just run these by people. most people we talk to, but in terms of like an intro to NFT space, either one of you, wherever you want to take it, uh, when was it, how was it, what was your reaction to it? And I guess how are you kind of developing with it as it goes?
0: Yeah, so for me, uh, it was actually through Mike, uh, Slime Sunday. Uh, okay. He hit me up on Instagram and he was like, dude, I got this, like, uh, got these guys who are in the NFT space and they're like looking for some 3D dudes to help them with like a drop. I'm like, what is that, dude? That's <laughs> like, I'm like, you know, I got my commercial work here, mate. <laughs> what, what are you trying to say? I'm just like, you know, doing my thing. And uh then I kind of like looked into it more because I've seen some stuff on, uh, on Twitter, uh, before even like before this, but it was like super rare, so I didn't realize that Nifty Gateway and super rare were kind of like the same, uh, sort of space. Um, so then, then when it clicked, I was like, oh, okay, so it's one of those things where you sell like uh, GIF for like 10k back then. I was like, wow, I'm definitely more interested <laughs> in this. Uh, so I started kind of researching it, and um, yeah, I mean, I didn't really know what to think about it, like for for a like. I don't know, three weeks. I was like, oh, I don't know, man, should I do it? Then uh, I, I had to call with uh, Tommy from Nifty Gateway and uh, and I think with Griffin as well. And we kind of like, you know, were chatting about the OG drop that happened in January. So this was, I think in October last year. So it was like way ahead. And uh, yeah, I started, I, I said yes to the OG drop, but I didn't say yes to like doing a solo thing. So I was kind of like, oh, I don't know. Is it really like a thing I want to do? <laughs> but yeah, then I kind of tried it and I uh, was like, damn, dude, this is like the best thing since sliced bread. <laughs> <laughs> I've been kind of doing it uh, full time pretty much ever since, I don't know, like uh, October, maybe December. Yeah, I think December, yeah, that, around there.
3: You you went on Super Air first and then on FD Gateway, right?
0: Oh, yeah, actually, yeah, because uh, I didn't, didn't re- I you know, I was working on the, OG drop, and uh, then I kind of messaged Tommy if I could have, like, a solo drop, and he said, yeah, sure, and we, like, arranged a date, but then I saw that people are doing, like, all the platforms, so, I was like, oh, I mean yeah, let's try it, so I uh, tried Super Rare as well, uh, but, I mean, it took, like, four weeks before I heard from them, so I was like, yeah, okay, I'll just do my first drop on Nifty Gateway, because, you know, it seemed like there is, like, more traction there, and people are more excited about that. So I did NG first, and then I kind of like, I don't know, two weeks later, I did my first on Super Air.
2: Yeah, the, uh, I feel like the process, you probably probably both, I don't know, Andre, actually, when you got in, uh, if it was around the same time, but it seemed to be right, uh, right at the last, or almost last second, right? Just yeah, to yeah. Be yeah. Part of that NG exactly wave,
3: right? 100%, 100%. I was actually Nifty Gateway reached out to me all the way back in June, 2020 wow um, that would
1: have been really early
3: yeah and uh i got into NFT because of philip he kept t- telling me about it and um <laughs> so i was like i just uh i was like mr gateway that sounds familiar so i just went into my email and looked it up and <laughs> and so there was there was a message from uh from tommy all the way back in june i was like Fuck. so um yeah i followed up i think in november or yeah in november i think and uh and we scheduled yeah. uh we scheduled a drop and and I, that was really cool. Well at the same i I kind of ignored it because I was really busy with commercial work. So yeah. I just I I just wasn't getting it. I just wasn't getting it. And now now I see how it's actually really makes sense.
1: How's commercial work going for you guys now? What's the split like?
3: I have been saying no to a lot of things. Um, it's, it's probably the worst possible time because me and my partner we have started our studio about two months ago. Um, so she's kind of handling more this kind of commercial side uh, alongside working with uh, freelancers and I'm just uh, messing around with my personal work and, uh, and, <laughs> and enjoying it. And she's, she's doing that and I'm just doing NFT.
0: <laughs> yeah, so for me, it, it's pretty uh, like similar. Not that I started studio, but I kind of had some jobs from 2020 that were, you know, arranged like way before. So I kind of like finished those, some some of them in January, Um, finishing the last one, I think like right about now. Uh, So we'll be like invoicing it. And uh, then, because for me there was like a difference that uh, Andre uh, has like way more uh, sort of uh, broader client base or how to say that he gets like way more commercial work where he is like fully utilized doing that. Uh, But for me, like for me, it was you know pretty good, but in 2020 there was like pretty big hit in around March, where I basically lost like three months of future projects, and I was kind of like, whoa. <laughs> so I started doing a little bit more personal work, which in hindsight was like the best thing I could do because mm-hmm. it kind of like uh, rejuvenated uh, my socials a little bit, and you know, so it was just just before uh, NFTs started to be a thing, so that like not a thing, but you know what, I like kind of more uh spread in the 3d space so i'm really glad that that happened
3: yep. it's actually really funny man because for us um covid brought so much more work actually so it's, the story is really very for some people it just meant that a lot of projects got just got uh canned and and for us there was just so much more because obviously brands and agencies couldn't do live shoots so they were just trying to do everything more in digital
1: yeah, it sounds like it all depends on which clients you had, really. Yeah. So are there uh, you guys collecting any NFTs, any projects you guys have your eyes on? Yeah, for sure. I mean,
3: I, I, I've been collecting some, some things on Foundation and Nifty Gateway, a little bit on Super air. I'm just, um, yeah, I'm just, when I see something, I, I usually bid on it. When I see something I really like, I usually bid on it. Um, to be honest, I don't really do it to support the community as much as just do it for myself, you know, I just, when I when I like to look at something, then...
0: Yeah, I, I have, I, I'm pretty much exactly the same, that uh, I actually didn't really get the uh, why NFTs are so popular with collectors for like a uh, good while. I think I collected my first NFT in like first week or second week of February, because I was kind of like, yeah, I mean, it's cool, but like, what's really there? You know, I was kind of, yeah. I, I didn't really follow the markets or uh, like any of the, you know, charts or leaderboards or anything like that. But then like uh, one of my collectors that I've been chatting to for a while, I was like, yeah, dude, you should really try that. You know, and, like I was like, oh, ah. so <laughs> I, I looked into it, I bought some and it was right before the big pump that happened in like mm. mid-February. So I was like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean I you know I didn't get it to like make money from it per se but you know I bought stuff that I kind of liked and that I felt you know could long term be valuable and uh yeah then I was hooked and kind of like you know whenever I see something really good right Uh I just you know buy it and uh, yeah. especially on foundation there is like so many gems uh, that you can find for like less than ETH that are really just like undiscovered artists so it's always nice to kind of like uh, find one of those and uh especially if it's like really really good work it's,
3: it's just, yeah uh, exactly
0: very nice feeling because like i like doing it because it makes me feel like good that i own this great piece of art but also it's like uh often for the artist it's like wow it's amazing i sold something i like so it's like absolute win-win
2: yeah you see that, yeah. that. and it, it seems pretty <laughs> natural now where um you know, someone like you guys will go out and pick something up on Foundation, share it on a social and and that's just natural marketing. Invaluable stuff, especially for people who are just getting off the ground. And I mean, you guys obviously know what it's been like to kind of grind that stuff out too. So, And Foundation just updated their website, I think.
1: Clearly, I'm just looking
3: like, at it, yeah. yeah. Not, now you have followers. Which is
1: we were crazy. just talking to Clarence Maluta yesterday and we were complaining, you know, there's no search feature and if you post yeah. something it goes away and they must have heard us because... Uh, it sounds like they did a website update. I haven't looked at it yet, but that'll probably make me get on there.
0: Yeah, I mean, I actually kind of, li- what I really like about Foundation is that uh, you have this, I'm not sure if SuperRare does it as well, but I've I never really like seen it. But this uh, feature that they uh, put like on the homepage, or I-, I guess it's homepage, when the auctions are about to end, you get like this yeah. list of auctions and the ones that are going like really well. They're like highlighted. I'm not sure if super, does it. I, I don't. Yeah, think they, I see they, you
3: it. can you can sort it by. Uh, oh, okay. Soon.
0: But but I what I, what I like about Foundation is that it's like automatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, that you know when you go on the site, you just see it, no matter what. Like if it's like big artist, small artist, whatever, it's just there. And uh, I think it's very cool for uh, like the accidental discoveries of pretty cool stuff because like you see auction that's yeah. finishing in ten minutes and it's like bloody amazing piece and it's like 0. 0.6. So you're like oh man, I I, I got to dip into that.
2: <laughs> I think it was it was Fred again who told us that he searches um, foundation by uh, reserve not met. So I think he goes and flips through and, and kind of picks up stuff from people who have reserves that are just sitting there. Um, so that's cool. It's a creative way to poke around and have a true discovery page, I guess. I was going to ask both of you, like I'm always curious to like how you guys. Go through like uh, like project selection, or like you know a general theme, or, or or piece selection to what you're gonna put up. Especially if it's on a super as like a one of one. Assuming that you like go through your like lifetime catalog, do you have like strategies, or is it just totally random to what you put up? I'm asking
3: Philip what I should put up. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> With me, it's a little difficult because uh, I kind of went through so many different styles and looks over the years. So I kind of want to keep it, even though it's like really difficult, I try to keep it at least a little bit consistent either in theme or like style. So right now I kind of do the like more and like realistic and kind of sci-fi stuff on Super Air and on Nifty Gateway I kind of try to do more of the pop culture stuff but yeah it's it's like I always try to think which pieces really because you know I've made so many over the years that I don't want to kind of like just drop whatever uh so I kind of want to really pick the ones I really like and uh you know sometimes I kind of like <laughs> try to like change them a little bit and then it's like two week bloody rendering and changing and then by the end, like, oh, was it even worth it? <laughs> but yeah, it's always nice because, you know, before I never had time to really revisit those pieces. And it's, you know, it's nice to kind of, that it's actually, it makes sense to do it, you know, because back, back, back then it was kind of like, you know, why kind of go back and do it when people already saw it. So yeah, it's, I kind of love going through the work and try to like find some nice things that would fit together and, make nice sort of gallery.
3: I think you are definitely succeeding at that. Just looking at the grid now on Super Air, looks like it's very curated compared to mine. That's just like oh, all over on. the place.
0: <laughs> oh, thank you but Yours is just fine dude. <laughs> Beauty in the eye of the beholder. Throw some at a wall could yeah. look
2: greater. You can have like a nice, nice clean palette. It's just up to you.
1: Yeah, I think it's up to the artist. Yeah. yeah. I would like to see some with eclectic portfolios that you know go crazy and have way different styles and then also one that's very curated Where like i'm i know i do this really well and they're hmm. all in different pieces but they're all you know in the same kind of style
0: yeah yeah i mean for, i mean it's it's i guess that this is sort of just like my kind of like ocd thing that uh because like with my uh, instagram grid it's just total mess because you know sometimes i work on one series then there is like a drop. I did something different for it. So then I post it and it looks like all messed up and like mixed up and horrible. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh, I have you know with, with these like NFTs, it's like so permanent, like on, especially like on super yeah. where you see like the grid. I like okay, okay, <laughs> I didn't really think this through because I don't want to be like depressed about how it looks as a whole. Uh, like I'm on Instagram, so I'm, you know, I'm, maybe I'm just overthinking it. I'm sure it would be, you know, just fine if I add added more variation. But yeah, I, I will still keep to, try to keep it, you know, maybe like a very gradual change or something.
3: Yeah, I know what you mean. I feel super weird about putting my face on it. It might just <laughs> live there for, you know, hundreds of years, just like sliding <laughs> and squishing around. But
2: no one about buy. It. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when are you guys dropping on nifty next do you guys are you on separate dates
0: Mm -hmm. i'm dropping on uh uh, 14th of april uh it got pushed two days and uh, i think andre you're dropping somewhere sometime in may
3: yeah i didn't announce it yet but it's on uh 6th of may
2: okay cool are you guys working on uh i'm assuming there's some sort of theme to to this go around and andre whatever you want to disclose in, in philippi too feel free but um and tell us to fuck off too like
0: <laughs> doesn't
2: matter. But uh, if you want to dive in any like any themes or stuff that you're exploring for the, for this go around
0: yeah so uh in uh i ca- because I-, I wanted i knew i wanted to do something like i didn't want to just like release existing stuff like as i did with previous row because i kind of like want to do sort of half and half thing yeah in the end i decided to kind of like continue, uh, I had this like sort of uh, skull series going on. So I decided to like uh, continue it and uh, create a bunch of new like pieces for it. And, you know, revamped the old ones to kind of like bring in some some newness to them. And uh, yeah, actually, I don't think I ever, I, I even released it yet, like, or any of this info. So it's like uh, secret stuff <laughs> or like first release, but. Oh yeah. yeah.
3: It's looking really dope. Oh, thanks, buddy.
2: Is there, um, I guess, how do you feel about the uh, secondary side to the market? And do you guys feel like you need to connect, like, from drop to drop to, you know, keep your secondary market healthier? You're seeing a lot of artists, like, I guess, incentivize, you know, early collectors. Right. Uh, you know, By like yeah like giving him exclusive access to something i mean like what slime and Blower doing with their faces what uh mad dog day burning too much lag with his uh uh lay anime and in fuck render i guess with with some of his stuff too are you guys like <laughs> c- connecting your stuff? through
3: your old stuff i feel <laughs> philip has something like that planned don't you yeah
0: yeah i mean uh because like w- What I really like about the Nifty Gateway drop is that it's like a drop format where you can like kind of encapsulate a series or like an idea and kind of just like put it out there all at once. Uh, While I'm not planning to connect the drops on Nifty Gateway like visually that that it would be like the same stuff kind of like you know growing into like different directions or something uh, but I plan to kind of Try to figure out some cool connections, like you mentioned with like burning or stuff like that, with my older drops, and uh, kind of connect them in this sort of uh, maybe like a little bit of story thing or you know something like that. Uh, it's it's quite hard to plan because I'm pretty terrible at planning. <laughs> but uh, with with this drop in specific, I had this you know I, I think it's a pretty funny idea. So uh, we'll we'll see how it will uh, how it will land. Uh, but in regards like on the sec my thoughts on secondary as a whole you know I didn't really think about secondary that much Uh, well I did think about it obviously but I didn't didn't think that uh, since I didn't understand it from the collector's point of view before I didn't really get the whole kind of how to set up a drop and how things affect the value long term and stuff like that so uh, when I sort of kind of started more exploring the collector side, I uh, definitely think about these things a lot more. And I think that healthy mm-hmm. secondary is, you know, can be way better for the artist than juicy primary. Uh, like, of course, it's really difficult for secondary to make up for like, you know, crazy primary sales. Uh, so I think there is definitely like a balance to, like, to be found. But, uh, you know, I think that it's even... Because when the market started inflating, one of my open editions started really blowing up. And it went from like 350 to three and a half, four and a half k. You know, it's still holding up somewhere around that. And uh, it's really cool to see collectors excited about that. You know, and like, even when I pop up in Discord or something, it's always like, oh, yeah, Rusty. And it's it's just like a very nice kind of feeling that people are making money from my work. Plus, it's also very cool to see people, like, so invested in it. So uh, that's when I kind of realized that it's really cool to have this. Even as, you know, even if I looked at it from, like, very pragmatic standpoint, I think it's, like, the best marketing artists can have when he has, like, happy collectors that are praising the OEs they bought or, uh, like, editions or whatever and made a bunch of money from it. I think that's, like, the best thing that can happen to anyone. So I'm definitely trying to kind of keep that in mind whenever I'm, you know, especially now when I was planning the drop.
3: Yeah, I think also it's pretty much the only way if you want to be in this market for a long run. The longevity, yeah. I think, is really, really kind of reflects the the secondary market.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, there's short, long-term views on it. When I when I started poking around, I just got on the back of of Mike and, te- and and just if you're gonna have something long-term. I mean, there you can go in, you can try to flip, you can you can go in and and do some do some homework, but. I think there's a longer, longer-term play than what most people realize is there. Yeah, and, and exactly. You, and you guys are the ones that, can, that that control it too. And you can kind of just play whatever games and you know do whatever you guys want to do with the funds that are coming in from the people that want what you, yeah.
3: you're creating. Yeah, I'm taking it easy. I'm I'm actually looking at the drop right now, and like I I don't really even worry about connecting them. Uh, you know thematically this one this is this drop is going to be very different from um from the previous one it's it's going to be i'm really pushing it i think it's going to be probably one of the best collections i've i've done like um i'm really putting a lot a lot effort into it and it's it's very trippy there are some uh, birds eating flesh and like a lot <laughs> of just animation and and I'm I'm really I'm really excited about it. I, I don't I, I don't really know how to put it in words yet. So I don't really have like a storyline going through it, but I still have quite some time to, to to polish it up and to put it all together. But yeah, I'm I'm super excited about it.
2: Nice. Yeah, you I was I was flipping through some of your shit earlier and just um it is trippy in a way that it um you're not expecting something to move like or uh, you don't, like I can't tell how many legs that dog has. Um, uh, like um, <laughs> been, been yeah. there <laughs> yeah
3: yeah, was, yeah uh, i love that i love that man like uh for for example actually i never really thought about my work too much i just do it and only only like since now entering this kind of market like you you kind of need to learn to to be able to put it in words and i realized that one thing that's kind of a recurring theme and that i really like about my work is when People are tricked into thinking that something is real. Like, for example, the, the moving plant that's crawling over the arm. You have no idea. People are messaging me, like, where can I buy those seeds? They were just, <laughs> they just <laughs> thought, <laughs> you know, they were just like, how is it possible? It's just crazy. But like, like hundreds of people, you know, message, me. maybe, not, maybe not hundreds, you know, but like tens of people just really messaged me. A lot of people, like, just couldn't believe that it's, uh that it's not real. And I just really enjoy that because then people are really kind of uh, forced to think for themselves.
1: Yeah, the the hyper realism in the 3D space is actually unbelievable right now. It's like you could almost make an entire film that you would think mm. is live action with CGI, like the yeah. six and five release. Uh, I think yeah. It was the. Rever- oh, yeah. Yeah. That, amazing. That blew my mind. It, it like looked like a real house, like a, it was Toy Story. 30 years later, you know? Well, <laughs> they were really
3: mastering this kind of stuff for maybe maybe decades, you know, six and five, doing this, like, really, really highly polished commercial work, especially kind of interiors and stuff like that. So they are really one of the best ones out there doing that.
0: Yeah, yeah. I think they really... I, I'm not sure if it was just six and five or if there were, like, more studios or, like, artists that uh, had hands in it, but, like, there was this whole uh like wave of this sort of like interior slightly surreal slightly abstract you know kind of minimalistic with like pastel uh, colors and stuff and i think that six and five are like one of the first ones who did it and really kind of popularized it right
3: yeah i think that either it's uh andreas rising or six and five but as far as i know that he, he used to work there so I don't know, yeah. probably one, so one in like the other. they're like
0: true pioneers of this uh, whole kind of like interior yeah. 3D thing.
3: Yeah, I think so.
1: You've seen a lot of that now on Nifty Gateway too. I think beige does some of that stuff too, where you would know, see a lot of furniture or you would see like an interior design. And that's mm-hmm. something that I never thought of as like traditional art that I would hang on my wall, but it's beautiful digital art and it makes sense nowadays.
0: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's like this nice intersection between kind of like architecture art and a little bit of like product design uh i think that uh even some of the drops on nifty even had like physical products shipped right like one of these like design the chairs yeah yeah so yeah, i think that's really cool kind of connection of these three areas that you would not normally i guess expect in like <laughs> especially not in digital art and you like buy a, Bloody bloody sofa or yeah. uh, I don't know if it was like chair yes, <laughs> like
1: what? Authenticated so by the really blockchain cool. right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, do, you, do you think there will be any like um fashion designers that embrace the NFT space or do you know oh. of any? I mean, Fuocious does a lot of um apparel, but...
3: Well, me and, me and my partner, we had a call with this girl from Digital DigitalX and I think they are trying to make a platform that's basically... NFT just for uh, digital fashion. There probably must be a few more by now.
1: Yeah, I can uh, see that uh, transitioning into the skins that people wear in video games as well. Yeah. it's just right in line yeah. with
3: that. And we actually do quite a lot of that uh, commercially. We done some stuff for Prada and Roland Moray and a lot of work for Adidas and Nike. But um, I wasn't really interested in like since I do that on you know commercially. I I don't want to spend my time doing that. Right. When working on NFTs, so I just want to do my stuff.
0: And what software are you guys using? So um, uh, I think that we both use pretty much like all the same it. tools, <laughs> pretty much all of them. <laughs> so we use like uh, C4D uh, as like sort of like base hub uh, where we kind of pipe all the models and textures from other tools, and then we use uh, Octane Render to render it out. So it's it's pretty uh, like basic setup. Most people generally. I think especially in NFTs, uh, use this or, you know, very, very similar setups to it. It's, you know, it's very, I guess, like user-friendly, can render stuff really quickly. And, uh, you know, what, there are like a bunch of like weird, uh, I don't know, workflows that you kind of have to embrace. Uh, but once, you know, you get kind of like more into it, it comes pretty natural. So uh, I think it's very, you know, robust workflow for especially for like uh, personal projects that don't require like some super specific uh, export formats on like, or like weird passes, you know, because when you work for like on big commercial project or for a studio, you sometimes have to kind of like ship specific file types and stuff like that uh, to other teams that are often like around the world, like on the other side of the world. Uh, So, you know, this might not be the best tool for that generally, but you know, for personal projects and like smaller scale production, I think it's pretty pretty good.
3: Yeah, like uh, people in bigger productions usually hate Octane for the lack <laughs> of support and uh, you know AOVs and it crashes a lot and displacement and shit. But at the same time, it just looks so much better out of the box than than Redshift or anything else out there. Maybe like Corona looks pretty dope, but that's just CPU and now we are getting too technical. <laughs> yeah you're uh, you're an engineer right by education well, I'm, I'm i'm not an engineer per se I, I i i majored from kind of like a business school that had overlaps between economics and um uh, and system engineering whatever that really is it was we had some like coding coding and math and yeah all kinds of very obscure stuff that i never really got around to have any use for Uh
1: you, you haven't put that into houdini yet
3: <laughs> um like not really I suppose I could I could translate a little little bit of that knowledge into like just just knowing how like systems work and like maybe like learning back a bit more easily but I didn't really do that. I feel like for most of the stuff I I want to do or make uh cinema is like is perfectly enough and um and when I need to do specific things like liquid simulations maybe yeah like soft body simulations, then then that's where I go for uh, to Houdini for that. But then I can always trans- transfer it back to cinema.
2: Nice. From from the going into these next drops, what's the uh, are you thinking different compared to like drop mechanics and how you're structuring this stuff? Like, what were your thoughts the first time, and if they've changed, if they haven't, whatever. Uh, going into the second one compared to the first one.
3: Well, I personally left it on on the guys from Nifty Gateway entirely. I was just like, you guys know better than I, and just advice, and they did, and I'm really happy with the, their suggestions, because, yeah, I think that it was a good balance of uh, open editions and, uh, so, you know, silent auctions and the amount of limited editions. So maybe going to the next drop, I would have more of a say because now I actually know a little bit more about this whole thing. But doing my first drop, I was very fresh to it, so very new to it. So. Um, was definitely happy with uh, what they suggested.
0: Yeah, so I I did pretty much the same thing as Andre with my first drop. Uh, I basically just uh, asked uh, Tommy, uh, like, hey, dude, what, what, what do you think? I have no idea what this even means. So just, just suggest something. And uh, yeah, then then I sort of started getting a little bit more involved. So I kind of need, like, I think for the... Like my second solo drop, I, you know, I knew I didn't want to, like, do too many open editions. So I just went like, yeah, could I just do, like, one? And uh, maybe, you know, then I suggested, like, then I think that I got, like, a little, uh, like, some general idea they had. And I just sort of, like, went in and adjusted it a little bit. Uh, because, like, with the second solo drop, I wanted the quantities. Because I, I was really worried about open editions. Because I saw that some of them like really underperformed on secondary and I didn't want to kind of like to sell a lot of them, but then kind of like uh, go down on the resales. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. I kind of yeah. limited the rest of the drop pretty severely. I think that was like one 20 piece edition, one 10 piece edition and bunch of fives and then one auction. So which I think ended up pretty like turned turn, turned out pretty good. Uh, the only problem is that basically nobody is selling anything, so so the aftermarket is not like exactly booming because there is literally like outside of open editions, I think there is, I don't know, like 40 pieces from the second drop. Yeah, so, same. <laughs> so everyone's sitting on it, and it's like the price floor is pretty decent, uh, but you know nothing pretty much sold from any of these. I think there was like one or two sales, which were pretty high, but. That's it. <laughs> so maybe in the in the next drop, I'm kind of trying to do similar thing, but it's real difficult because nowadays, if I do like five edition of something, it's like, it's really difficult to price it. So it doesn't seem like, you know, oh yeah, I'm going to do 20k a piece. Because right. that would be crazy. But like, if I do a uh, edition of five and set the price at like 3k, And I'm like, you know, that's ridiculous. (laughs) So it's uh, really tough to kind of find some nice balance in the new market that we're in. Especially like now when it started cooling down a little bit. uh, It's especially difficult to sort of, you know, find what to do, really.
3: It's actually crazy. I'm just looking at Nifty Gateway tonight's drop. That is very ambitious.
0: (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I've seen it.
3: Wow. Yeah, but oh, yeah, like yeah. You, you were saying, because you're you're there are like 190 rusties. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the floor is like three or four k. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it makes sense. Like you can't do the same if you do like addition of five
0: or ten. Oh yeah, three. yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's another thing that if you start like thinking of it in context of your previous drops and their secondary, it's like what am I supposed to do if like addition <laughs> of 190 is three and a half grand? Like you know, like how am I supposed to price anything now because You know, on one hand, I don't want to kind of get the wrath of ng-discord like, oh, yeah, it's overpriced. (laughs) But on the other hand, that's the only way how can you, like, literally limit the number of mints. Because, like, sure, I can do 400 bucks open edition, but who wants to buy it when there's, like, 500 out of them? And, uh, you know, they're worthless. Not worthless, per se, but, like, you know, all the people who want it will probably get it from primary. And then it will just go sideways for weeks or months. I think so. the drawing
1: format's a nice in-between where you can set it, like, 200 editions or however many you want to s- mm. make it scarce, but...
2: Yeah. I think the scarcity game is pr- is actually a good thing, like, to where you say you don't have much outside of the 190 floating around. Um, I mean, that's just going to be uh, an appreciation machine, I think, as you go. Um, but... Yeah, it's it's interesting. I, I do like the drawings; it gives you a little bit more control. But like, you can also like like take your hand off the wheel if you want, like it, as you're doing, Andre, and just take like letting it fly. And what do you think's best? Go with uh, what the team says.
3: It's, yeah, uh, I mean, that was that was for the first drop, but for the second one, obviously, also should yeah definitely should um, keep in mind what the market's done since the first drop and and how it appreciated and introduce the new works on the market, you know, considering those prices and the quantities.
2: Yeah, it's almost like uh, it's like the floodgates opened and everyone just like every, uh, not every drop, but most drops just like had their initial value based off of what the secondary market was doing. And then there's guys like, like you guys who are in there seeing, I mean, you know, $1, how fast can you clicks, you know, (laughs) one cent, Edition you, you, like, from everything from before, where like two hundred bucks was kind of a lot to ask for, you know. Like, how, mm-hmm. do, how many people are going to buy this for two hundred bucks? How, how long ago have, is that? Like, like three
3: months, that? maybe. Yeah. Barely. Well, yeah, that's that's yeah. very interesting. I only just started like three months ago. Yeah, because like I, ago.
0: Yeah I, yeah, I had like two hundred dollar open edition in my first drop and uh, Mike slime so was like, whoa dude, that's pretty. It's pretty steep price." So I was like, <laughs> "Yeah, I mean, I was surprised as well because." it was like the nifty guys that suggested it and i remember that i think that he did like 40 bucks or 100 bucks last vision.
2: stand 40 bucks yep. like a
0: few weeks before wow. that and i was like okay maybe maybe it was a bit too expensive and now in hindsight it's like wow well
2: you're still talking in like a four month window and his drop was in november it feels um,
0: like a year though <laughs> it does, yeah, it, does. <laughs> it happens so fast it feels it yes
3: that it is so hyper yeah like it's just crazy what's going on every day.
1: If I didn't get in back in November, when I did, I don't think I could even enter the space now with like my limited, you know, disposable income. It was helpful that things were only like a hundred bucks back then, and you could flip it and make a little bit with the boom. And now I have a little bit mm. to play around with, which is very helpful. But I don't think I it, there's a, might be a block to newcomers at this point, just at the starting price point of the the big bump now. I think we're contracting a little bit now and we might see some new users hop back in.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I think that because I've seen it with my buddy uh, because he sort of, you know, we actually share office. So he knew about NFTs from like, I don't know, October. But since I didn't really see it from the collector point of view, I didn't even think about buying any or telling him to buy any. So uh, he only found out through like, when it started really blowing up in uh, mid February. And like literally the day I started, I, I got my first NFTs on Nifty, like the next two or three days was when all the boom happened. Yeah. And and he got in like two days later and he just just hit when it started peaking with like the uh, insane Mad Dog Jones and all these like huge multi-million drops. Yeah. And uh, you know, it, 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 it kind of sucked for like new collectors to like really get in because uh, I mean, I guess that in u s the situation might be slightly different because you know you generally have like much higher salaries, but for instance, here in Prague, like two grand on on a on an nft is like more than monthly salary for most people you know it's more than month than like average in the city I live in which is like the capital mm-hmm. so yeah. it's like a, a lot of money and yeah i am I, I hope that you know during this correction the pricing will sort of it's really difficult to predict because it seems that the prices aren't really uh changing all that much in terms of like the recent drops uh, there were there have been some cheaper open editions right but generally the editions seem to be still pretty pretty juicy yeah yeah if
1: you are an established name people are still doing you know thousand dollar open editions
2: sometimes so i mean we we did some quick math on the last stand if you had bought A hundred of them at forty bucks. All of them. If you did all of them, bought a hundred at forty bucks, and you and you sold them all at an average of ten thousand, you'd be be sitting on a nice chunk of change. (laughs) Um, Like, like, dude, you out there and spend a thousand bucks on one, almost without blinking. Now, spend forty bucks to support your buddy. You could have spent spent (laughs) a little more, but uh, no, it's cool in the way that it kind of gets around through like you know word of mouth and people who know your work from before it's uh it's pretty natural yeah i appreciate least, you guys taking some time it's, it's, been,
1: it's been awesome that, talking yeah. to you guys and we're excited for your new drops it's gonna be yeah. awesome
0: yeah thanks for having us it was uh you know uh you know i had really i always like to chat about nfts a little bit uh, because i especially outside of my like uh, colleague and my yeah. girlfriend, and she doesn't <laughs> want to listen to. The yeah, nor, yeah. Nor my wife. NFTs over and over, so I always, you know, enjoy a little bit of chat. And uh, yeah, Andre. Maybe we'll
2: have maybe we'll have a just a, a fill segment where you can just get everything off your chest every week and have somebody write about it.
0: So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I did
1: have one ending question for you guys. If if you had any advice for newcoming artists that were coming to the space, what would you tell them? Fucking heavy. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think, I think uh, what, what really resonated with me was this, because I didn't really understand this point of view at, in the beginning, to kind of like uh, raise the prices, especially on like super rare. Uh, it's really important to kind of like <clears throat> keep there like to be a, like gradual growth and not like panic sell NFT. Yeah, that's a great point because it's, I think that it can really hurt the artists because the collectors, obviously, if you know, if they buy your NFT for 10 ETH and then you decide to sell another one like few weeks later yeah. for like three ETH uh, just because it didn't sell in two days, uh, I think it's really not a good idea. You, know, you can obviously have some fluctuations. Like I'm not saying that every uh, like next NFT has to be higher price, but like to keep the you know, upward trend uh and if if needs be just like sit on the one-on-ones man like sit on them for weeks even months i think that mm. Coldy sell sold one after like eight months or, or a year even maybe so you know i think that it's really good to kind of have this mindset and not try to fomo into selling something quick
3: yeah no, that's a good one i, I wish i had followed this advice <laughs> uh, i usually sell my stuff pretty quickly but yeah, I guess my advice would be just uh, try not to go crazy because um, <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it can be, I think I think it can be quite demanding on the mental health of, of a lot of artists who especially, you know, maybe are really good, but maybe they just joined the space really quite late. And, and maybe they, um, you know, I, I think it's important not to really value yourself based on the market cap, you know. Like there are a lot of artists who might not be selling, but they might be amazing, and and I think that might be difficult for a lot of them. Well, people will find them
2: uh, eventually. I think everyone. Yeah, working. I think so too.
3: Yeah, I think this thing is here, for, uh, here, here to stay, and and um, yeah. So yeah. true talent will definitely surface.
2: I'd agree with that. It's a long play.
3: Awesome,
1: uh... guys. Well, this is the check episode. It's <laughs> yeah. been awesome, yeah. team
3: check, <laughs> check. Yeah, national team yeah Sweet. amazing thank you for the opportunity it was nice to talk to you yeah,
1: yeah you as well we'll have to do it again with slime uh so we can all get back together sometime
0: yeah i yeah. I, I still owe that guy many many beers for getting <laughs> <you>. <laughs> many,
2: many. <laughs> many many all right well seriously though open open invite philip whenever you want to get something off your chest so just let us know.
0: <laughs> yeah yeah I'll, I'll order some beers for you and uh we can do, like, a beer session talking about NFTs. <laughs> perfect, perfect. Yeah. I,
1: I like some Pilsner's. That'll work out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome, guys. Well, enjoy your evening. Nice man. Yeah, thank you.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: <Did> you guys- <laughs> Bye, guys. Later, dudes. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Damn, that's nifty.